I'm back. It's been nearly four months since I've sat in this chair, and I can't tell you how happy I am to say this is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Over the last decade, the Jeep brand has become the most important franchise for FCA. Sales soared the world over, and we here at AutoLine wondered why no other automaker would take it on. How could they possibly let Jeep achieve so much success and not give it any competition? Well, by bringing back the Bronco nameplate, Ford is going directly after Jeep. So our customers were looking for something rugged. They were looking for a vehicle that they could work on the ranch with, but that would also take them to a trout stream or to a trailhead. The project name was G-O-A-T, or GOAT, for goes over any terrain. Bronco is going to become its own sub-brand within the Ford Motor Company and will launch with three models, a two-door, a four-door, and a smaller SUV called the Bronco Sport. As part of its frontal assault on the Jeep brand, Ford is reminding everyone that it actually built 270,000 Jeeps during World War II. And to remind everyone that the brand has been around for over half a century, Ford is showing off this original sketch from 1963. It also dug up footage of off-road races from the 1960s that the Bronco won, like the Mint 400 and the Baja 1000, to cement its off-road heritage. The new two-door and four-door Bronco are aimed directly at the Jeep Wrangler and will offer hardcore off-road capabilities. The Bronco Sport, which reminds us a little bit of a Land Rover LR4, looks like it's aimed more at the Jeep Cherokee. And you've heard of the Jeep Jamborees, right? Well, Ford is going to do the same sort of thing with what it calls Bronco Off-Rodeo. Coming with the return of Bronco is a great new online community called Bronco Nation. This is a singular online community for Bronco lovers and fans to go to and learn more about Bronco and the Bronco lifestyle. Bronco Off-Rodeo is included with the purchase of your Bronco 2 or 4-door or your Bronco Sport Badlands series. It's an opportunity for new owners to experience and learn about the capability of their vehicle from off-road instructors in one of four outstanding epic locations across the U.S. Built Wild describes the DNA of the Bronco, the unparalleled durability of the vehicle. We've tested it out in the wild in some extreme environments such as Johnson Valley. It describes the design DNA that's purposeful and true to the design of all Broncos. And it also describes the capability of the Bronco that it can go over any type of terrain. Ford officially launches the Bronco next week and we're going to have a lot more information then. Despite a weak overall car market, Sales of Renault's small electric car, the Zoe, surged in Europe last month. The number of new registrations in June was just below 11,000 units, which is up 107% compared to a year ago. France and Germany accounted for the bulk of the sales, thanks to new EV incentives. But if the Zoe is able to continue its sales pace, it will battle the Tesla Model 3 for the top-selling EV in Europe this year. National Electric Vehicle Sweden, or NEVS, which bought Saab's assets in 2012 after it went bankrupt, just introduced a new autonomous vehicle called the Sango. It's equipped with Level 4 autonomous technology from the Chinese company AutoX, but it was also developed to use any self-driving software. The Sango was designed for ride-sharing, not for personal ownership. 
It features a flexible interior with three settings, private, social, and family. Depending on the setup, it can seat up to six people. It's also fitted with walls that can be raised and lowered for more privacy. NEVS will test 10 vehicles in a pilot program in Stockholm, which will be open to the public. Engineer from anywhere. Perform tests from your office, lab, or living room. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, we have you covered. Our hardware and software is trusted all over the world. Global company headquartered in Troy, Michigan. Intrepid Control Systems. BMW is getting ready to make more EVs and opened a new manufacturing center for e-drive production. The center will employ up to 2,000 people and will make half a million of BMW's fifth-generation e-drive unit, which will first be used in the iX3. The e-drive integrates the electric motor, transmission, and power electronics into one unit. The system no longer requires rare earth materials, and will be available in a number of power outputs. BMW also says that the vehicles that use this new e-drive unit will get new and more powerful batteries, which are being built in the new center as well. The automaker says it will have invested more than 500 million euro in the new facility by 2022. You know, many claims of unintended acceleration boil down to drivers accidentally mashing down the accelerator pedal instead of the brake. And that's one reason why in 2018, Toyota introduced a pedal misapplication acceleration control system. And now it's bringing out an even better version of that system. That older system needs to detect an object in front of the vehicle to suppress acceleration. The new system does not have that need. What Toyota did was it looked at cases of known pedal misapplication and compared that to data from its connected vehicles eliminating times where drivers genuinely needed to accelerate fast. On new vehicles, the system is activated when the doors are locked with a new smart key, and it can also be retrofitted to vehicles as far back as 2015 for about 360 bucks. Speaking of Toyota, it's now reproducing parts for one of its most classic sports cars, the 2000 GT. The parts include gears, synchros, gaskets, seals, and washers for the car's five-speed manual transmission, as well as a final gear kit for the rear differential. Only owners will be able to buy the parts, but they'll be sold worldwide and can be even purchased from Toyota dealerships. Toyota is also making reproduction parts for A70 and A80 Supras. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Fuel cells for semis sure are getting a lot of attention these days. You probably saw our Auto Line After Hours show with Trevor Milton, the chairman of Nikola, which is going to come out with fuel cell trucks. But Hyundai is going to beat it to the market with this cab-over heavy-duty truck, that it calls the Exeunt. Hyundai will ship 50 of them to Switzerland this fall and expects to have 1,500 of them in operation by 2025. It's powered by two 95-kilowatt fuel cells for a total of 190 kilowatts. It uses seven hydrogen tanks 
that can hold just over 32 kilos of hydrogen, which will deliver about 400 kilometers of range. That's about 250 miles. Hyundai says that refueling time takes anywhere from 8 to 20 minutes. Hyundai also says it's working on a version that will go 1,000 kilometers and will sell the trucks in North America and Asia. But it chose to launch the truck in Switzerland for several reasons. First, fuel cell trucks avoid a heavy road tax in Switzerland, so it's instantly cost competitive with diesel trucks. Second, Hyundai wants to use only green hydrogen made with hydropower, which Switzerland has in abundance. Also, fuel cell electric trucks will have plenty of power to handle mountainous roads in the Alps. And interestingly, Hyundai just headhunted away one of Daimler's top executives to run its truck operations. Martin Zeilinger is now Hyundai's Executive Vice President for Commercial Vehicles. He reports to Albert Bierman, the head of Hyundai's R&D, who was headhunted away from BMW. And with that, we wrap up today's show. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you right back here again tomorrow.